0: Amen to the book of First Samuel chapter fifteen. Amen. Let's try this thing and see if it works, Sister Parker. Amen. First Samuel chapter fifteen. And try it again. Okay. If it doesn't work, then we will go from there. Amen. Is that me? I did down there a bushel? Oh no, I'm gonna let it shine. Amen. All right, is that my pocket? Let's try it that. way. Starting with verse one. Did I give y'all the wrong scripture? Did I? Amen. No problem. We'll we'll start with uh, hmm, chapter 15. Let's read verses. Start with verse (laughs) 1. Amen. I think it's chapter 15. All right. Did I miss something here? Amen. I'm all messed up. Start with verse 10. Uh, no wonder I'm off track. Verse 10. I'm off track. All right. I'm a, we got, we're going to get it together here. All right. Now I'm ready to go. Praise God. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, it repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and have not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set, up, set him up a place, and has gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ear, and the lorn of the ox which I hear? And Saul said, They have bought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the ox to sacrifice in the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thy own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey, and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then this thou not obeyed the voice of the Lord, but this lie upon the spoil and this evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, "Yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites." But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Have the Lord a great, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in ban the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams." For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he have also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and thy word, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Amen." And I want to minister to you from this thought today. Amen. You didn't complete the assignment. That was last week. (laughs) You didn't complete the assignment. Amen. Father, again, we love you. We thank you again today, God, for thy grace and mercy and truth towards us. Great indeed is thy faithfulness and love towards us, God. We're asking You, Lord, to stay with us today, God. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of Thy Word, O God, that we will accomplish Your will this day. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Amen. You didn't complete the assignment. When I went to school, the teacher would give us assignments of homework to complete and to turn in uh, the next day, or sometimes it will be a little while after. And if we did the assignment, Miriam, we usually got a good grade. Amen. It was part of the, the grade that we get. And uh, and if not, then we usually received a bad grade. But today, everyone wants to pass, but few wants to do the assignments. Amen. It is often that one thing that we fail to do that prevent us from accomplishing our goals and the things that we are set out to do in our lives. This past school year, amen, I can remember we was asked, was told that Xavier had a project that they had to do in school and that project required them to either link up with another student or class members and they had to build a boat and a boat had to be built out of cardboard box, and then they was going to get in those boats, amen, and they had to paddle about a 100 yards around the lake there in Toma, amen, and come all the way around to, to make it to the end, and they had to get, you know, the time, see who had the best time. Now, if the kids did it right, you know, and didn't take any shortcuts, the boats in that cardboard box made it around, But there was many kids that you could tell in their boats, even though they said they did the assignment, they took some shortcuts. And before their boat got from me to Brother Terry from that port, you saw the front of it do one of these numbers and the water start coming in. And the next thing you know, you saw students treading water out there in the middle of that lake. Luckily, they had light, given them life vests. Amen. But they was treading water and their cardboard boxes went down. But the students that did the assignment right, you saw those kids peddle around all the way. And even though they got a little water, their cardboard boats sustained and. Made it all the way back to the shore. Amen. And that's the way it is in life. We can take shortcuts. Amen. But we need to realize that shortcut that we take might be what caused us to sink. Amen. So we have to do it right the first time. We see that Jesus, after a period of time, He chose 70 disciples, the Bibles tell us in Luke 10. And He sent them out by two. And He gave them an assignment, and as they went out, and then they returned, amen, and they came back rejoicing, and they said, Lord, even the devils is subject unto us through Your name. And the Bible lets us know that Jesus got excited about what they had done, amen, and He still gets excited when we do what He's asking us to do. When God gives us an assignment, He wants us to complete that assignment, and when we come Complete that assignment. He is very excited about that, and he prayed and he says, oh Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou has hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in Thy sight." Jesus got excited. Amen. That now they was taking up the mantle, and they, they was now willing to accomplish the things that He wanted us to do. You know, the Word of God, all it is is an assignment to, to for God that He tells us things that He wants us to do. Now, we can avoid it or we can do it. Amen. But we need to realize, Amen, that the assignment that God gives us, we're going to have to complete it or not, we're not going to get in. Amen. Jesus says, Not everyone say to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, I was sharing with the church in North Carolina last week. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to have to change my teaching. And the pastor kind of looked at me like, uh-oh. <laughs> I says, you know, I believe everybody go to heaven. See, because Scripture says you do. It says, for we all must stand before the judgment seat of God. To give an account of the things done in this life. Now, whether you get to stay there (laughs) is another thing. But you're going to stand before the judgment seat of God to give an account. And if you don't complete the assignment, (laughs) you're going to fail. You're not going to get in. And this is what Jesus is trying to get us to see. And Matthew 7, amen. Not everyone say to me, Lord, Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of God. You're going to have to complete the assignment, the Word that God gives you. You can sit there and say, you know, nobody is perfect. Amen. Another good assignment. God did not tell you to be concerned about everybody else was perfect. He says, be you perfect, even as I am perfect. So it's up to you. The assignment is in your court. The assignment is in your part. I can't save you. You can't save me. I've got to save myself. I've got to work on my perfection. I've got to become perfect. I can't compare, Brother Wayne, myself to you, and you can't compare yourself to me. You can look at me and say, well, Pastor ain't perfect, and I'm not going to be perfect. I guarantee you when you stand before God. He's not going to care. He says, you be perfect. The same way he says, Sister Sonia, be holy. You can look at me and say, well, Pastor ain't holy. No, he don't care about that. He says to you, be you holy, for I am holy. So the ball court falls on us, Sister Sandy. He puts it right back in our court to say, if you compare yourself with someone else, you're not wise. You have got to do what I've told you to do the assignment is given to every one of us sometimes it's an individual assignment sometimes it's two or three people assignment and then it's the whole class's assignment amen and so therefore you've got to complete the assignment amen so you better get to work on your assignment <laughs> amen because we're all going to have to stand before the judgment cease of God. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 25, amen, when the Son of Man is coming to His glory and all His holy angels with then He's going to sit upon the throne of His glory. Amen. And He's going to obey all nations and He's going to divide the goats from the sheep. Amen. And those on the right hand will be the sheep and those on the left will be the goat and He's going to say, depart from me, you know, I knew you not. Amen. So we have to work on that assignment. Amen. He, he He's given us a chance, amen, to get it completed. This is what Jesus says in the end time. He says in John 12, 48, amen, the words that I've spoken to you will be the same word that will judge you in the last day, amen. And if you notice, if a teacher gives you a test, they judge you based on the same word they taught you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got to complete the assignment. So can I ask you a question? Have you completed your assignment? Amen. Are you working on your assignment? Are you getting it done? Amen. Let me give you three ways to not fail your assignment. Three ways to not fail your assignment. Amen. And First Samuel chapter 15 verse 1 through 4. Watch this. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint me to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. And spare them not. But slay both men and women, and infants and sucklings, ox and sheep, camel and ass. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telamon, 200,000 footmen, and 10,000 men of Judah. Amen. So number one, to, fail, to not fail from doing your assignment is this. Listen to the voice and the word of God. Listen to the voice and the word of God. Amen. Mary told the servants uh, when the welder was turned into white, he, she said whatsoever he said to you to do, you do it. Amen. So you've got to listen to the Word of God. Amen. Some people are listening but you're not hearing what is being said. You've got to begin to hear what that said the Lord. Amen. We have got to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Amen. Don't trust the. Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Amen. You have got to become a doer of God's Word. Amen. James says if you do what God's Word tells you to do, you will be blessed. God gave specific instruction to Saul. He says you go and you utterly destroy everything of the Amalekites. He heard it, but he didn't listen. Amen. And this is what I'm afraid of today. And while we're failing our assignments, we are hearing, listening, but we're not hearing what thus saith the Lord. This is one of the reasons we begin to compare ourselves among ourselves. We're not hearing what God is telling us to do. We have got to listen to the Word. The Word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my pathway. It is the Word of God that cleanses me. It is the word of God that gives me strength. It is the word of God that gives me the hope. It is the word of God that will prevail me and push me and cause me to do what is right. This is why we've got to listen and hear what God is saying. Throughout the book of Revelation, over and over again, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. Saw, heard, but he didn't listen to what was said. How many times have I stood here and said, Hey, prayers at nine o'clock? How many times have I said, Hey, let me know if you ain't going to be here? How many times have I said, Come on, let's get together, let's do it? You're listening, but you're not hearing. You're going to fail the assignment. Obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your soul. Saul didn't listen. He didn't hear what what was being said to him. God says, they didn't do what they were supposed to do when you came out, so now I'm going to take them out. Amen. So number one, listen to the voice in the Word of God. This is why both Psalms and Hebrews says, today, If you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the days of propagation when when your father saw and proved me. He says, 40 years long was I agree with this generation and I swore that they should not enter into my rest because they didn't listen. You've got to listen and do what God's word is saying. He knows what's best for me. Amen. So God says, Saul, I want you to destroy every bit of it. Listen, amen. Point two. Amen, Verse seven through nine. First, Samuel 15, verse seven through 9. point two. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Heviah until they all came to shore that is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites alive. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the ox and of the fatlands and of the lambs and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refused they that they destroyed. Utterly. Amen. Number two, don't keep anything that God told you to destroy. Don't keep anything that God told you to to destroy, amen when you look at 2 Corinthians 6 Paul begins to talk about, amen, he asks the question what fellowship have righteous with unrighteous and what concord has light with darkness and he goes on and he begins to tell us, amen, that the Lord says that we come out from among them things and be separate, amen, he will receive us, he will be a father to us, he says therefore having these promises dearly beloved let us cleanse ourselves from all filth of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of God. Don't keep anything in your life that God has told you to destroy. This is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, amen, that verse 9, he says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He says, Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor feminists, nor abuses of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covers, nor drunkards." shall inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you but you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. Anything that comes against God's Word and goes against God's Word, you got to get it out of your life. Amen. You can't allow things to remain in your life that God has told you to destroy. Romans 12 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your body. Live in sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. You've got to get things out of your life. You've got to get things out of your heart. You've got to get the things out of you that can destroy you later in life. Amen. If God says, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Kill it. As Brother Miller says, cut his head off. When Gideon was chasing his battle soldiers, uh, enemies across the battlefield, amen, and you can read it in Judges, amen, when Gideon came up upon Zuma and Zamona, amen, his enemies, and he had them, Brother Dan, and he was there upon them, and he turned to his young son, and he said, kill him! But his young son was afraid to draw his sword and to kill him because he was young. Amen. Why did Gideon want his young son to kill his enemies? Amen. He was trying to teach him, if you don't kill your enemies when you're young, they're going to turn around and kill you when you're old. This is why God wants you to kill pornography in your life. This is why He wants you to kill alcohol in your life. Why He wants you to kill smoking and womenizing and wrongdoings and watching evil on television and hanging out with the wrong people. He wants you to kill these things early in your life because if not, they can come back and destroy you later. This is why God wanted them to kill it. Amen. But Saul kept Agag and it was the same Amalekites that killed him later. Keep things out of your life that God says get rid of. Paul says to the church Galatians in Galatians three one, he says, "Oh foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you?" He says, "This I really want to know of you. Behold, I, is Jesus Christ, the evidence set before you, crucified among you." Verse two, he says. This only would I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? No, you're not. God wants you to kill the things He's asked you to kill out of your life. You are to be holy for the Lord. You are to separate yourselves from the things of this world. Yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Don't go back, amen, to those things. Amen. Don't go back to the same old things that you have discarded out of your life before. You are now a child of God. Israel wanted to go back constantly. They wanted to go back, and every time they wanted to go back, what happened? They went into captivity, and that's what happens. If you go back to the old things it's going to pull you right back into captivity and there will be those same things that will kill you praise God so keep things out of your life that God tells you to keep out don't keep anything that God tells you to destroy in your life that might mean even cutting off some of your family members cutting off your friends old friends Amen. Cutting off your co-workers. Amen. Because it can come back to destroy you. Think about it. I know we love our family. I love mine too. Amen. I really do. But if it comes to a point that they're wrong and I'm right, I'm going to have to pull back. Amen. Because I'm not going to let them pull me back in to what I used to be. I'm going to have to cut it off and live for God. And pray for them. And hope God will bring them into the fullness of the knowledge of truth. But I'm not going to go back and be what I used to be. I'm not going back to the bottle. I'm not going back to drugs. I'm not going back to fornication. I'm not going back to womenizing. I'm not going back to the foolishness of this old life that I used to be. Because God saved me. And He says, cut it off and kill it. And so that's what I'm going to do in my life. Amen. I'm not going to let it connect itself to me anymore praise God the third thing verse 10 through 15 then came the word of the Lord to Samuel saying, it repented me that I have set up Saul to be king for he is turned back from following me and have not performed my commandments and it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night And when Samuel rose early in to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Saul saying, Saul came to Carmel and behold, he set him up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul and Saul said unto him, blessed be thou for the Lord of the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ear and the loin of the ox which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Point three is this. Amen. Don't blame others for your failure. Don't blame others for your failure. Amen. God told him to destroy everything. But notice now, he's saying, it's their fault. They're the ones that brought it back. It wasn't me. It was them. No, you got the word from God. Amen. It was you that was responsible. You can't make excuses for other people's wrong. Amen. I don't care, as I said, if nobody else is living holy, nobody else is living righteous, the commandment is to you to live holy, to live righteous. Amen. You've got to do what God's telling you to do. And you can't blame someone else for your wrongdoing. God told Moses to speak to the rock. But what did Moses do? He smoked the rock. Amen. Yes, Moses called the people, you bunch of stiff-necked people. People, how you're rebellious. Amen. But that didn't work with God. God told him, amen, because you didn't obey what I told you to do, you're not going to leave the people. You're not going in the promised land either. Amen. He could have said, God, they was all stubborn. They wouldn't listen. They made me mad. It wasn't the word God says, you speak to the rock. Amen. The same concept with Jonah. God told Jonah, go preach the Nineveh. He went a different way than what? God told them to do and he Could have said oh I knew you was going to Do all that that God didn't care He says I told you to go So you're not going to be able to find excuses When you stand before God that's why there's so many scriptures that Jesus talks about in parables about excuses. He says they was invited to the wedding feast. And what did they do? One guy says, well, I just brought a piece of property. I've got to prove it. The other said, I just brought a yoke of ox. i got to go prove it. The other one says, I just got married. I got a new wife. Amen. And I praise God. I may need to prove her. Amen. But anyhow, it didn't work. <laughs> It did not work. The excuses didn't work. So what did the Lord say? They was not worthy. Amen. He says, but go into the highways and the byways and bid them to come. And then you see in the end, here comes a guy. He don't have on a wedding garment, does he? And he says, how did you get in? He says, bind him and cast them into outer darkness. And they shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We can't are not going to be able to find excuses for why we did not do what God told us to do when He gave us His Spirit. When He has told us that He would lead us and guide us to all truth. We're not going to be able to find the excuse, brother, to move. Amen. Why I did not do what He has asked me to do. Amen. If if you be saved, as the Psalm says the Romans says, if Amen. If the scarce, if the, what is it? Righteous, scarcely be saved. Thank you. Where would the ungodly and sinners appear? Scarcely don't mean a multitude to me. Amen. We've got to do what God is telling us. He knows what is best for us, He has our best interests at heart. We've got to complete the assignment God gave us. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, amen, we know when Jesus robed Himself in flesh and He came to this earth, as soon as He was tempted by the devil, He came into the synagogue and He took the uh, the scroll and He stood up and read Isaiah 61. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the recaptives, the recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are brokenhearted and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That was his mission. That was his assignment to do. And he went about to do it. Amen. He went everywhere. And he did what his assignment was. And at the end, when Jesus is praying in John 17, he says, I have finished that which you have sent me to do. He completed his assignment. Amen. And you and I are going to have to finish our assignment sign men. He told us in Mark 16, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the Bible says and they went 4th, preaching a word with signs following. In other words, they went out and began to do the assignment that God gave them to do. God has chosen you and I. He has given us the same great commission and assignment. And we're not to sit on the pew. We're not to be comfortable. We need to get out there and preach the gospel to the poor. We need to see everybody as an opportunity to share the truth of God's word with. Amen. Because if we don't pass the assignment, we're going to fail. It's not as much as about jumping and hollering and speaking in tongues, brothers and sisters, as it is getting the job done. Doing the assignment that God has sent you to do. Jesus says the first thing is to preach the gospel. Because, see, if people don't hear Jesus and know about Jesus, amen, the broken hearts will never be healed. The blinded eyes will never be opened. The deaf ears will never be unstopped. The lame will never walk. Amen. The bruises will always be upon these people's lives. Amen. They will always have confusion in their lives if we don't preach the gospel. Amen. This truth about Jesus Christ so that he can set them free. I can't deliver them, but he can. Amen. And this is why our assignment is to preach now the acceptable year of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Not tomorrow amen we got an assignment from the lord and we've got to complete that assignment amen when god told saul to do something he didn't do it and from that point you see his life begin to spiral out of control and begin to go downward 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 amen all because he failed to do one assignment Let's stand this morning. I know this may be not a great altar call message. but I want to challenge us. It's what it's all about. I want to challenge you to purpose in your heart that you're going to complete the assignments. That God gives us to accomplish. Amen. Point one. You've got to listen to the word and the voice of God. If you're going to complete his assignment. Number two. You've got to cut off the things out of your life. That God has told you to get rid of. Amen. Lying. Cheating. Stealing. Whatever. It's got to be cut off. If not. It will come back and destroy you. I will promise you that much. And the third thing is, amen, don't try to find excuses for anybody else's wrong, amen, and what someone else is doing, because God has given you the assignment, the same as he's given to me the assignment, amen. So don't compare yourself with someone else from this day forth, but you need to look in the mirror yourself and say, am I completing the assignment that God gave me to do? Because I'm the one that's got to give the account for my life, when I stand before the judgment seats of God. I can't give Sister Parker's account. I can't give Brother Xavier's account. I can't give Brother Bell, Sister Bell, Brother Wayne. I can't give nobody else's account but myself. The things that I've done in this life that God has given me. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord which is prepared for you. Amen. But like I was teaching Wednesday night, that now faith is faith I got to make right now so that when this junk comes in my life, I can still keep going. Amen. So when you leave today, let me, let me encourage you, purpose in your heart, that I'm going to do what I've been asked to do by God until He comes back for me. Father, I praise you again this glorious day. I thank you for your people, God, for their goodness and mercy. I pray, God, that your word would take root in our hearts today, Lord. I'm asking you, God, to let your word accomplish what you've sent it to do. Oh, God, it will bring forth fruit unto repentance. Oh, God, touch every life. Strengthen every life, oh, God, I pray. And as we accomplish your will in your perfect way, God, We truly appreciate you, Lord, this glorious day. Keep your hand upon each and every one of them, God, and let them know, God, that you're always as close as the mention of your name, God. And when they call upon you for wisdom and knowledge and understanding of things they may not understand, God, may they keep their focus unto you until you deliver to them the answer that they seek, God. I pray that they will continue to press forth, God, into the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Lead each and every one of us, God. Let us continue to be doers of your word and not hearers only, God, deceiving our own selves. Oh, God, I want to do your will today, Lord God. I want to be what you have asked of me to become, God. I thank you over fresh and anew, Lord. Guide us and direct us, Lord, this day in Jesus' name. Amen in Jesus' name. Amen.